Morning, morning. Welcome to What Is True Podcast. Just, just coming in, doing a little follow-up, see what's going on with everybody. I don't know if you've ever been in here before, but welcome. Question and answer. What is the meaning of the little word Amen? Amen means this shall truly and surely be. It is even more sure that God heard my prayer than that I really desire what I pray for. Question and answer. So I'm going to give you a little run view of um, what is faith in God. Okay. Faith in God is trust in him based on a true understanding of who he is. As revealed in the Bible, faith in God involves an intellectual assent to the facts concerning God and a life-changing reliance on those facts. Faith in God has several components. The first is believing that he actually exists. However, simply believing that God exists is not enough. As James 2.19 says, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder. Explain the demons believing in God exists as well. After acknowledging that God exists, the second element of faith in God is commitment. Faith that God, faith that does not result action is a dead faith, not true faith. James 1.26, if anyone thinks he's religious and does not brindle his, his tongue but deceives his heart, this person, religion, is worthless. Good morning, brother. Just kidding. Just wanted to come in here on a Saturday, check everybody out, see how everybody's doing. Talking about what is faith. I want to put up the scripture though. The scripture is pretty powerful. Hope you have a good morning, a good Saturday. Good morning, brother. You doing Bible verses weekends and week weekdays now? I thought I would just jump in. I'm not doing anything. I thought I would just see how you guys are doing. Uh, nobody believes in God. 
in God not at all coming. I got a Bible verse for you, Kumar. It is Romans 1. Okay. Romans 1. It says... It says... For I am not ashamed of the gospel. I'm sorry. Romans 1, 18. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men, who by their unrighteousness suppress the truth. What is truth? Jesus Christ is truth. For what can be known about God is plain to them, because God has shown it to them for his invisible attributes, namely his internal power and divine nature, have been clearly perceived even since the creation of the world. In the things that have been made, so they are without excuse. For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him, but they became futile in their thinking, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools, exchanging the glory of the immoral God for the images resembling mortal man, birds, animals, and creepy things. Therefore, God gave them up in their lust of their hearts to impurities, to the dishonoring of their bodies among themselves, because they exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worship, worship and serve the creatures rather than the Creator, who is blessed forever. Amen. For this reason, God gave them up to dishonorable passions, for their women exchanged natural relations with those that are contrary to nature. And the men likewise gave up natural relations with women and were consumed with passions for one another, men committing shameful acts with men and receiving in themselves the due penalty of their error. And since they did not see fit to acknowledge God, God gave them up to debased mind to do what ought not to be done. They were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliciousness. They are gossip, slanders, haters of God, insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents, foolish, faithless, heartless, ruthless. Though they knew God's righteous decree that those who practice such things deserve to die, they not only do them, but give approval to those who practice them. It's the word of God, man. Still to help a fellow brother. God bless you, man. Yeah, I thought I was coming in here. Check it out. Kumar left. I gave him some, a Bible verse, Romans 1.18. Um, but how, how's your day going, brother? What do you got in store? That's good, man. Hello, good morning or good afternoon, whatever time of the day it is. Elijah. Good morning, Elijah. I'm John. 
So I was talking about how, um, what is faith in God? And um, there's a couple, there's a couple um, examples. Like faith in God has several components. The first is believing that he actually exists. However, simply believing that God exists is not enough. As James 2.19 says, you believe that God is one, you do well. Even the demons believe and shudder explains the demons believing in God exists as well. Okay, after acknowledging that God exists, the second element of faith in God is commitment. Faith that does not result action is a dead faith, not true faith. James 1.26, if anyone thinks he is religious, does not br bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. However, even if even a faith in God that motivates us to action is not enough. For faith in God to be genuine, we must accept him as he has revealed himself in Scripture. We are not allowed to accept the attributes of God that we prefer and just the ones we don't. If we do not accept God as he is, then we are putting our faith in a false God or our own making. Much religion does not exact, does exactly this. But any religion not based on the Bible, which is my podcast, everything's on the Bible. This is a designer religion that is designed designer God. For faith in God to be genuine, it must be based on the genuine God. For example, the God of the Bible is triune. So true so true faith in God must accept the deity and the personality of the Son and the Holy Spirit as well as the Father. Hope you guys are with me on this. So the attributes of God, right? And there is so much there is so much confusion today over the, the nature of faith. It is reported that when asked to define faith, a little boy in Sunday school responds, believing what you know isn't true. Many of many of the new atheists place faith over against science and evidence. They say that Christians have faith that God exists, but that atheists have impractical evidence for science. Christians have faith, but scientists have knowledge. This comparison misunderstands the nature of faith in God. Faith in God is not a blind leap without any evidence or even worse contrary to the evidence faith is simply trust the christian trust in god the scientific the scientific atheist has faith in science if an atheist uses scientific method to discover a medicine and then takes that medicine he is ex exercising faith he trusts his data he trusts that the medicine will cure him not poison him. Some people may take the medicine with no thought whatsoever as to how it was developed or as to who prepared it. Others may only take the medicine after thoroughly investigating every aspect of the research. One person may take it with a, a great confidence while another person takes it um, tentatively. In the final analysis, anyone who takes the medicine is, ex is exercising faith in the medicine. Ultimately, it is not the strength of the faith that determines if the medicine will work, but the evidence of the medicine. Great faith in bad medicine will not cure a person. It is the object of faith, not the strength of faith, that makes the difference. Uncertainty, uncertainty about a good medicine will not hinder the efficiency. 
as long as it takes a prescribed, as long as it takes a prescribed, faith is not the opposite of doubt. In fact, doubt can exist even in the heart of faith. See Matthew nine twenty. I'm sorry, Mark nine twenty four. Immediately, the father and the child cried out and said, "I believe. Help my unbelief." A person can exercise faith, trust, and commitment, while at the same time being unsure about the thing or person he has committed himself to. Someone wants to find doubt as faith-seeking understanding. Hope that gives you guys an idea. I hope I'm not overwhelming you guys with a bunch of information. I'm just kind of get an idea of faith and how people exercise faith and, and people that don't believe in God, but they exercise faith every day. So the moral of it is people just want to deny God because they're their own God. They want to worship themselves and they want to be held accountable to themselves and not to the creator of all things that gave us everything that we have and desire. Yeah. I know this because I used to be one. I used to be my own God. I formed my own God. I used the Bible and made my own God to fit my agenda and my lifestyle of my sin, you know. But it comes back to what the Bible says and how we need to walk in authority and obedience to God's word. Living a repentive life, denying self, picking up the cross and following Jesus daily. You know, it's a daily activity. Mad Mike, I have a picture almost just like that. That's amazing. Did you take that picture, Mad Mike? Wow, you have some beautiful pictures, man. Beautiful pictures, Mad Mike. Anyway, so I hope that dropped a bunch of information on you guys about, you know, people put faith in medicine. You don't even know what's in it, but we have faith. So the moral of it is everyone exercises faith daily. But true faith is trusting in God, right? Trusting that God gave his son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for our sins. He took the punishment and the payment that we couldn't pay to the judge, which is God, for our sins. He took that payment. All we have to do is repent and put our faith and trust into Jesus Christ daily, believing he did die for our sins, past, present, and future, living a life to love God with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love our neighbor as ourselves daily. <clears throat> you know? It says, many, uh, the atheist likewise may come to his atheism by intuition or after carefully deliberation. In the end, he has faith that God does not exist because he trusts either his instinct or his investigation and commits himself to live in a way that is constant, consistent with his, uh, with his belief. Contrary to the claim of the new atheist, everyone has some kind of faith. Everyone trusts something. It is impossible to live without trusting in something, even if it is only in the re uh, reliability of our five senses. The object of our faith is what makes all the difference object of our faith makes all the difference. Revelations, Isaiah, about the new earth as heaven. Yeah, that's a whole thing right there, brother. Whole thing right there. I'm still trying to get, um, remember I talked about 
getting uh, someone in here to do a share testimony. Still working on that. Uh, I was one one brother. His name's JB for my work. He's willing to do it. Um, I don't know how his walk is with the Lord, though. I mean, he says he's a Christian, but every time I walk by him, he smells like weed. So I don't know. You know what I mean? The Bible says you will know that by their fruit. What that means is the love of God in your life should reflect on other people. You know, point to Jesus every second of every day. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Let's see, I'll read you guys a Bible verse. What Bible verse was I reading this morning? I, I was reading, um, um, I was reading Philippians 4, 6-7. Do not be anxious about anything. And everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known, be made known. And I was looking Luke 12, 26, which says, if then you are not able to do as, if then you are not able to do as small a thing as that, why are you anxious about the rest? And do not seek what you are to eat and what you are to drink. Nor be worried, for all the nations of the world seek after these things. And your Father knows that you need them. Instead, seek His kingdom, and these things will be added to you. So seeking God's kingdom is key. The kingdom of God. Um, the body of Christ. This is a really good one. 1 Corinthians 12, 21-23. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body that we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor and our impresentable parts are treated the greater modesty. So... Each part of our body has a purpose and plan, you know, just like the church. Well, yeah, so you know how you, I guess, false prophets, you know how you do that is you have to be following along in the Bible. When he's saying, make sure, and taking notes, man, that's what, you have, that's what I do every day. Not every day, but when I go to church, I'm taking notes, I'm writing scriptures down, I'm writing what he said. And there's something on the contrary, I go and ask them. I say, hey, man, why did you say it this way? You know, Because this is what the Bible says. Because our standard, our plumb line is the word of God. It's, it's, it's the Bible, period. The Bible is in the fallible word of God. It's, it's truth, you know. So instead of don't worry about it, just uh, make sure you're following along and taking notes, you know. And you got to remember. God is perfect and just, and you have a man reading God's word. That's why when I even say on the podcast, hey, don't take my word for it. Open up the Bible and read it for yourself. Follow along when I say, I am a sinner, and I am not perfect, and I fall short. You know, that's why I encourage, like, don't take my word for it. Open the Bible. Read it. I'll give you the, I'll give you the scripture, you know what I mean? So that's what I would do. The standard is opening the Bible, 
following along, taking notes. You know what I mean? And that's what that's all you can do. You can't sit there and stress the guys and give you false teaching. A lot of times, too, a lot of pastors they get their philosophy on what they think the context means, and I, I'm against philosophy, even though whether you like it or not, someone has their philosophy. But it's context. I believe in exegesis. That means what the background of the text, you know, of the book, the background, the historical, what's going on, who's it talking to. You leave it where it's at, you know. Okay, thanks, Brother John. I just noticed that you that your name is in the Bible. Yeah. My middle name is John. First name is William. But yeah, that's the key. The key is the Word of God. The standard is the Bible, period. If it doesn't go along the, with the Bible, then it's 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 false. You know? That's always going to be the standard, the Word of God. Anyway, so I'm going to wrap it up, guys. I'm at home. I got stuff to do, man. I'm kind of just lounging around. I'm not used to not being home. Let me, um, thanks for coming in here, guys, on a Saturday. It's a blessing. Let me, uh, pray you guys out. Keep me in prayer today. I'm going to go talk to my, uh, my pastor about a past relationship and just about like where I'm at, you know. I don't know. He just wants to talk to me. He's a good guy. Just keep me in prayer, please, man. Um, which I'm going to go here pretty soon around uh, 11. I have to be there before 11. But um, thank you, Brother Jimmy. I appreciate that, man. I'll pray you guys out real quick. Heavenly Father, come before you, Lord. Thank you for your, your wonderful word today, Lord. Thank you for your son dying on the cross for our sins that we don't deserve. Um, thank you for the assurance of knowing that, Lord. Thank you for our faith. Thank you for our salvation, your mercy and grace in our life. Help us just to be, um, help, humble us today, Lord, so we can just realize that you have a purpose and plan in each moment of our life and help us to point to Christ every second of the day, man. Help us not to get, get into our own philosophy, our own mindset of what we think is right, but use the word of God as the standard of what's right, Lord, and live through that. Help us to use your word as goggles to look through daily on every every situation in our life. Help us not to get caught up in the world and all the craziness in the world, politics and whatever is going on, man, the craziness. Help us just to, to love people around us, to point to Jesus in doing that. I pray a hedge of protection over each and every person here, Lord God, that you would just minister to them today. Give them, give them peace that surpasses understanding, Father. Help them to lean on you and to be in prayer without ceasing, Lord. Um, it's such a blessing to be able to even pray and talk to you and you hear us. Lord, help us to do your will today, Lord God, and not our own. Um, I thank you for the ability to, to have a desire to read your word and to apply it to my life. Um, Lord, help me just to um, humble myself daily, deny myself daily. Pick up the cross and follow you daily, Lord God. I thank you for a beautiful day, Lord. Help us to bring glory to you. And we ask this all in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. <coughs> <coughs> Amen. 
All right, brothers. God bless you, man. Thanks for coming in here, checking me out. Um, yeah, dude. Thank you, brother. I'll talk to you guys soon. Maybe I might do something tomorrow. See how my schedule is. Um, but yeah, I got a birthday party to go to and do this thing. I got a lot of stuff to do around the house today. But yeah, glory to God, man. You know. You too, brother. Have a good day at work, brother. Thank you for prayers. I need them, man. I need them. The enemy's swift. He's sneaky. All right, brothers. God bless you, man. Remember, all glory to God, okay? Talk to you guys soon.